0: Hey guys, Brandon Lewis here. This time of year, you may have more work than you can handle. Your clients are clamoring with you to get to them first, to get to them yesterday. But when you've only got so many painters, there's only so much you can do. I understand better than most people because of owning a large painting business myself with lots of employees that putting together the schedule and uh, getting jobs ready to launch probably one of the most mentally taxing and difficult things you do as an owner or an operation manager so in this video i'm going to give you some helpful tips that i know will make your job easier and will help you set expectations that your customers uh, can actually feel good about accepting and that will not get your company in trouble unnecessarily before we get into it please do follow this youtube channel Uh, Please do like the content. Please do share it on social media because I know if more painting contractors had this common sense approach to scheduling and so much of what we cover here for free at the Painter's Academy for your consumption that they would have an easier life, they would make more money, and they wouldn't pull their hair out, at least not as often. So here's my first tip for scheduling more effectively. You need to be quoting every job using production rates, and you need to be job costing every job, and here's why. What you really do for a living, and you've heard me say this before, is you buy labor wholesale and you sell at retail. Well, once you begin using production rates, and once everything is about labor hours, because you buy labor hours and you sell labor hours, even if you have subcontractors, and we'll get to that here in a moment. If you have W-2s, for example, employees, if you've got 10 of them, How many labor hours do you have available every week? Well, you only have 400. 400 labor hours. Now, never ever work your guys overtime. When you work your overtime uh, with your guys, you truly are getting half as much profit for every labor hour from a gross profit standpoint if you're running at 50% gross profits. Uh, That overtime is a killer you don't want anybody getting any more than 40 uh, hours at your company if they're w-2 and you need to make that a policy okay Uh, so if you have sold 1600 labor hours because you look at all the jobs that people have accepted and said yes please put us on the schedule then now you know that if you take 1600 labor hours and you divide it by 400 you are four weeks out so when clients ask you how far out you are you have got not just some kind of gut feeling about how far out you are, you have truly taken your projections and labor hours and, and totaled them up from all projects and then you have divided them by your available capacity. That is the most certain way I have ever found to be predictive and accurate about how far out you are in your schedule. Now, the second thing I'm gonna recommend is that you do not give people fixed times and fixed dates, or even fixed weeks to start uh, projects, because that just causes problems. And what you need to say is something very similar to this, Mrs. Johnson, right now, according to our production schedule and the amount of labor hours that we have to fulfill, we are four weeks out. Now there are two things that can make that uh, extend a little bit. And that is the fact that uh, we're doing lots of exteriors right now, and if it rains for a day. Typically that means we're behind for a day or something similar. The other issue that may or may not affect our schedule is the fact that if we start a project and if somebody wants us to do an additional bedroom or uh, add a section of the home, we have a policy that we do not uh, demobilize on the project until we have fulfilled the needs of the client. Because, because excuse me, so often when we get out to a project, uh, people are like, I don't wanna have these folks back out here let's just get it all done and so often a project that had 100 labor hours in it it turns into 115 120 130. so those two things aside we should be about four weeks out give or take a week or so and we will simply call you a day or two before we are ready to start you're not really going to hear from us between now and then however if you have questions about our schedule and any changes simply email or call the office So tip number one is actually calculate your labor hours and do the division by the capacity. And number two is give this uh, kind of scripted reply to people with a range of when you're going to start, but do not pin yourself down to an exact time or day. Now, when it comes to subcontractors, how do you know how far out you are? The easiest way to calculate this is to kind of look at how much, how much revenue your average subcontractor processes per week, okay? How would you do that? Well, you would have to look at the historical billings for maybe the last six months. Look at one of your subcontractors and divide how much they process. So if they process on average $2,500 a week and you've got two subcontractors, that's $10,000, okay? If you're only working with two subcontract crews, I'm making this very simple, uh, you know, that would be, um, uh, if you have two subcontractors rather, and they, and they do 2500 a week, that'd be $5,000. I'm sorry if I messed that up with the metrics here a second ago. Uh, $5,000 for two, if you're just running two, and if you've got $50,000 worth of work, then you're probably about 10 weeks out. So what you need to look at is the historical production uh, capacity of your subcontractors. And if you were 10 weeks out... To me, what that would say is, man, I probably need to find one more crew so that I no longer have uh, the ability to produce $5,000 per week, but rather $7,500 per week. I know those are low numbers, but for the sake of argument, the whole uh, premise here is that you have to take the capacity of your subcontractors based upon the amount of revenue they produce and just divide it into how much you have sold. Okay? And you'll probably have to take some kind of blended rate because some are bigger Uh, some contractors have larger crews they work faster some have smaller crews they work slower and you may even have a situation where somebody only works with you intermittently that's okay come up with some kind of approximation you'll feel better about your scheduling tip number three what I always like to do is a very primitive process for assigning where the men went I took a a piece of paper that was called a crew assignment sheet. And with that crew assignment sheet, uh, every sheet represented one single solitary day. And I would put uh, the men and where they were gonna go and the project that they were at. And if I had 12 men, uh, I knew there had to be 12 men on the schedule every day, right? And it was just little pieces of paper, so very simple. And the beauty of that process of using one sheet of paper per day is this, if you know that you've got two crews, and uh, four crews total okay but one crew is going to be on a project for three for 10 days it's a huge exterior another one's going to be on a project for five days it's a pretty decent inside job well you can go ahead and write out the schedule for the next three or four days at least and you can put the people on the top that are going to stay at the big house the people that are going to be at the interior for the next few days which then just leaves you like maybe two crews that you have to find a place for. And what that type of by-the-day scheduling does is it really uh, cuts through the clutter and it allows you to see, okay, the only thing I've got to solve is where this crew is going tomorrow. Okay, so that is my third big tip. Here's number four. You need to have uh, in an Excel sheet, in the order in which they closed, all of your... Uh, all of your jobs listed out with the date the estimate was written, the uh, date it closed, how many total labor hours there are, is it inside, is it outside, uh, what zip code is it in, any specific notes, uh, if I've already said this, I'm sorry, the total cumulative labor hours, and then another column where you count down the labor hours that are remaining. And then I always like to use some kind of color code system. Green simply meant that the project was in progress. That means we're working on it right now. Uh, Yellow means that we've got some kind of callback. I like to take care of those quickly. And blue, light blue, that was my system. That means that these are the three or four jobs that are quote unquote on deck. And about two o'clock every day, you need to get on the phone, call your guys, ask them where they are on the labor budget. Because if you don't pay attention to the labor budget, they won't. Uh, They will not, rather, Uh, and if uh, they're going to need anything for the next day, this keeps them from going to the paint store, and then also when they feel like they will be finished. And then your job is to simply call through a handful of clients, get the first one who says yes, and then they're the ones that go the next day. Now, if you miss two or three people, you simply leave a message that says something like this. "This Mrs. Johnson, this is Brandon Lewis with ABC Painting. I'm reaching out to you today because uh, we should be able to start your project tomorrow. However, uh, what I typically do is call two or three people because sometimes people don't get back to me right away. Sometimes people take two or three days to get back to me and just leave a message. The first person that I get on the phone or who communicates with me, that's who we work on next. However, if I hear back from you, you will be what we call on deck. And that means as soon as I have a crew available that is an appropriate crew for yours, we're going to be there. And that's probably going to be in the next two or three days. And when they talk to you, you say, are you okay with getting a phone call the day before? It's probably going to be in the next two or three days. I always kept it very loose. I found that, uh, and if you've tuned out, tune back in. I have found that all the efforts in the world, this is my personal experience, all the efforts in the world to perfectly line up every project and then to hope that everybody finishes on budget is a fool's errand. And that you really don't know what's going to happen the next day until you get pretty close to it. And often it's the very day and that is just one of the sad realities of running a home service business that can't be avoided fifth and final tip you are going to be doing the same thing on every painting project in many respects the contract has to be signed the colors have to be selected the crew has to be assigned Uh, the uh, the paint colors have to be gotten the materials have to be ordered The ultimate crew leader packet has to be put together. The materials have to be delivered and checked off to the job square. You have to have a pre-launch meeting. The guys, you have to monitor the project every day. There's about 20 or 30 other things, not other things. There's probably about 20 or 30 things that you don't think about that you may do instinctively when you run a project from the office. But if they're not written down in a checklist that is kept inside a project folder, Number one, you cannot get someone else in the office like an administrative assistant to really help you because you have not outlined the process. And anytime you try to keep things in your head and not on paper and not in a system, it creates anxiety and worry and fear and you're going to miss things, mess up things, do double work, forget things. It's just a mess. And when you do anything repetitively uh, over and over again, there needs to be a system for it. So I hope those five tips help you a lot when it comes to scheduling your painting projects uh, and if this sounds like something you don't want to develop on your own this is just one of many tools that we have at the Academy for professional painting contractors I actually refer to this as our uh, project scheduling our project scheduling and crew assignment uh, toolkit and it has all of these tools put together in a done-for-you fashion with templates and training so you don't have to reinvent the wheel because who has the time? And if you've got other issues in your painting business, sales, marketing, hiring, you name it, you've been stuck in the same spot for five, six, seven, ten, twenty 10, 20 years, your income isn't going up, the operating account isn't growing, you're stressed out, maybe even thinking about just walking away, call me, 423-800-0520, 423-800-0520, or email me, Brandon at paintersacademy.com, And I'll talk to you myself, not some peon on my staff that can't find his butt with both hands, but yours truly, Brandon Lewis, a leading expert on this in the nation. I like to thank the the one guy who has probably seen and worked with more painting contractors than anyone else breathing in the United States of America one-on-one. I'd be the guy to talk to. I even had a guy the other day that I got on the phone with he said, I, I'm joining your program because you're the only person that will get on the phone and talk to me. And frankly, that's the only way I can help you. A lot of people aren't a good fit for our program, and I let them know, but nonetheless, you'll get value out of the call. So do uh, email me, Brandon at paintersacademy.com or call 423-800-0520 if you find this video helpful do subscribe to the channel, do give me a thumbs up and forward it to other painters, put it in Facebook groups, put it online, because these are helpful tips that will work for any business, any size, anywhere. Brandon Lewis here with the Academy for Professional Painting Contractors, signing off. Take care, guys.